Jimmy's Table. Hey everybody, you're listening to the Jimmy's Table podcast, jimmystable.com. I'm your host, Jimmy Humphrey, where I like to have conversations about faith, life, culture, and sometimes food. Bill Murray. Andy McDowell. To the Groundhog. I always drink to world peace. Well, what should we drink to? I like to say a prayer and drink to world peace. Don't drive angry. Don't drive angry. He might be okay. Yes! Life has a funny way of repeating itself. What did you do today? Oh, same old, same old. Today's episode is 57, and I'm going to talk to you about being stuck in a rut and what to do when tomorrow never comes. So what does it mean to be stuck in a rut, you might ask? You know, I think Bill Murray's uh, infamous movie, Groundhog Day, explored this topic and this theme pretty well of what it means to be stuck in a rut. Um, If you remember uh, the movie well, um, which I'm sure you probably do, but if you haven't seen it, um, Groundhog Day was the movie where Bill Murray woke up and every day was the same day. It was Groundhog's Day in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. And, uh, you know, Bill Murray, no matter what he did, just kept experiencing the same day over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Uh, it just seemed like life was on an endless cycle of repeat. He'd go to sleep, wake up, and it'd be the same day. And that would happen over and over again. And tomorrow just never really ever seemed to come for him. No matter what he did, no matter what he did to try to escape it, whether to be a perfect person or to kill himself or something in between, uh, he was always trying to do his best and his darndest to escape the rut and to get off the hamster wheel cycle that he felt like he was just perpetually running in. Um, And you know, I think that is kind of what it feels like to be in a rut. And it's a movie that has endured the uh, last few decades because it's something that we can all kind of relate to and laugh at. But the movie ultimately kind of pokes at even the dark side of things. Not only uh, the humorous, but the dark as well. And so it's, it's, some, it's a very relatable movie. It's a movie we can all relate to at some level because uh, I think we all know what it's like to be there. We know what it's like to feel the frustration and the burnout and not really being satisfied and feeling like we have an itch that we just can't scratch. And we just feel like, you know, my day is the same as it was yesterday and it's going to be the same tomorrow. Um, and, you know, frankly, I think the coronavirus kind of has us feeling that way. A lot of us are, you know, kind of having to batten down the hatches and uh, having to deal with quarantine. I know here in North Carolina where I live, uh, it's been about, I think, 37 or 38 days since the governor uh, declared quarantine for our state. Um, and, uh, you know, they just announced that it's going to be extended another couple of weeks. Um, and then they're going to kind of test and see. And, man, that, that sort of stuff is starting to make a lot of people feel frustrated. Uh, no wonder you're starting to see some people protest and kind of get upset. The protests aren't nearly as bad as they probably will be if this lasts much longer. Uh, But anyway, I digress. 
But at the end of the day, we all kind of know what it's like to be on this hamster wheel of the coronavirus. And, you know, at the end of the day, honestly, I think that the rut that we're kind of experiencing right now collectively uh, and individually really fundamentally isn't any different than the hamster wheel and the rut that we were on before the coronavirus. Instead of, uh, we were just in a different rut. We were in a different hamster wheel. Uh, we called that hamster wheel busy. <laughs> uh, we, you ask somebody how they're doing and they, they, they proudly say, oh, I, I've been busy lately, man. You know, trying to do X, Y, and Z. Got my wife, got my kids, got my job, got all these competing demands. And we feel perpetually busy. But now we have the exact opposite sort of feeling. Our lives, for many of us, are a little less busy uh, than they were before the coronavirus struck. And now we just feel kind of perpetually idle. And we're always kind of putzing around because we can't really go outside and do too much. Um, especially depending on what state you live in. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, they're just manifestations of the same thing. They're all just a form, the same rut at the end of the day. It's just a different manifestation of what that rut looks like in your life. Uh, they're ruts just the same, just by a different name at the end of the day. In today's podcast, I kind of want to talk to you about this rut I think many of us are in. I want to talk to you about six practical tips that I think if you follow these things, um, that you'll be able to uh, escape a rut even in the midst of a pandemic in which we're all quarantined in our houses and kind of forced to not do too much. <laughs> because believe it or not, I believe you, this is not only a time... Um, in which you can escape the rut, but this is a time which you can personally thrive. And I fully believe that. I believe, even though right now I feel like I'm kind of maybe slightly in that hamster wheel and slightly uh, in a rut, I'm doing everything I can for myself to challenge myself so I can escape from that rut and to not get sucked into that because I, I don't think anybody wants to be in a Groundhog Day type situation uh, in their life. You know, it kind of just sucks the soul out of you. Um, and, you know, I believe we are all made by God to live uh, and to have an abundant, full life. Um, and I believe the rut uh, that some of us get in is the exact opposite of what God intends for our lives. So here are six tips I'm going to talk about now about how to escape rut. These are just practical suggestions. These are things I'm trying to do in my life. Uh, and things I have done in my life, and things I have advised other people to do uh, when they have found or when I have found myself in a rut. So here we go. So tip number one. I recommend that you identify and topple the idols that are in your life. Even if you don't think yourself to be particularly religious like I do, I consider myself a born-again evangelical Christian, uh, you may not consider yourself of the same religion as I observe, and you may not even be religious altogether. You know, Whatever your deal is, I believe that uh, the observation that uh, the Protestant reformer John Calvin rightly pointed out is that, at the end of the day, the human heart is an idol factory. <laughs> you know, we have this all this natural inclination to to be religious at some level even if even if you're a dogmatic atheist you you still have your religion it's just you know it's something that we're all kind of uh built with by nature uh like it or not uh even if you, if it's something left over from 
our primordial evolutionary sort of days and times gone past, whatever you might want to make of that, at the end of the day, we all have these things that take their place up in our heart, uh, and those things cause us to develop religious-like devotion to certain comfortable patterns that we all ultimately cultivate. And these patterns often act like railroad tracks that keep us going perpetually in one direction. What that idol is to you, I don't know. It may be your job. It may be wealth. It could be your family. Uh, it could be the idea of wanting to have a certain uh, esteem in the community amongst your peers and uh, you know, to be embraced by family and friends, to have the approval of loved ones. Uh, at, at, at the end of the day, we all kind of have these little idols in our heart, these things that motivate us, these things that cause us to get up every morning and drive us to do what we do and cause us to conform the patterns of our lives to certain patterns. And those patterns end up controlling us as a result of that thing at the center of our heart. So if you're stuck in a rut, do some soul searching. See what's in your heart. Take some inventory and ask yourself, what is the most important thing to me right now? And how does that thing impact how I lead my life? And you know, you may need to look at your life and say, hey, you know, that thing over there, it's controlling my life in such a way that I think is negative. And it, instead of being a healthy thing, it more resembles an idol, an idol that I don't want there. Uh, at the center of my heart, and it's something that I ultimately want to purge and destroy and get rid of. So take some inventory. Check out, find the idol of your heart, because I think if you search long enough, uh, you'll find it. You might have to do some really hard uh, asking yourself some questions, and you may even need to ask some family or some friends, ask a trusted person, hey, what do you think my life is centered around at the end of the day? And how do you think that impacts what I do from the moment I get up every day till the moment I go to bed every night? Tip number two. Learn to embrace the everyday things of life. Now, don't get me wrong. There are some idols in our lives uh, that cause us to develop patterns and routines that we ultimately need to tear up and destroy. However, with that said... There are some patterns and things that we do in our lives, some routines that we have developed that we must ultimately learn to embrace. And we need to learn to distinguish between the patterns that result of something that is an idle and destructive and toxic in our lives versus something that is beautiful and enhances our lives. Um, and once we've learned to distinguish between the two, uh, to distinguish between the patterns that come from the idol and the patterns that come from the beautiful things. We need to see how we cannot better learn to cultivate and be content, uh, to be content with those things in our lives and to cultivate the fruit of faithfulness in our lives to ultimately adhere to the, the, the patterns that come out of that beauty. And I think that beauty is going to be found in just the everyday things of life because like it or not... <laughs> Our lives are going to resemble some patterns. Uh, we all have bills. We all need to put a roof over our head. We all need to take care of our families. Uh, we all need to do a lot of certain things that, you know, just are part of being human. Um, and sometimes we might think, oh man, uh, the cycle of, of spending time with my wife, the cycle of getting up every day, getting dressed, showered, going to work, 
um, paying the bills, eating dinner, taking care of the kids, and uh, going to sleep. Uh, that seems kind of like a thing that maybe I don't like, <laughs> and it seems maybe a little boring. But I think if we were to learn to tweak our vision, we would often see some of those things, even those boring, monotonous things, and the grander scheme of things as something that is beautiful and something that we ultimately need to learn to embrace. So don't shun those things. Instead, see them as something, as an opportunity uh, for you to learn to better love uh, and how to better um, serve those things in your life. Tip number three. Look to do new and creative things. You know, it's easy. It's super easy to simply coast and just live in the realm of the familiar. You know, it's easy to get on that track. Um, but, you know, I believe that God never designed us just to coast through life. He created us to thrive. And as individuals created in the image of God, like God, he has given us the ability to create. So let's go out there and fill this world uh, with creative things. Let's look for new opportunities to create something amazing, to create something wonderful, to create something beautiful, uh, to fill this world um, with the things that God has ultimately put inside of us uh, to, to cultivate in this world. Um, it's like my Canadian friend uh, John Howie has said. John's been on the show a couple times uh, to talk. Um, and John believes that God has all given us a unique flavor. We'll discover what that flavor is. If it's something humorous, if it's something bold and daring, um, if it's something a little salty, <laughs> uh, if it's something that really sparks joy uh, in the lives of others, you, just, you know, learn what that flavor is. Learn, uh, learn what you do and learn what you do well and uh, find a way to share that what you do well with others and see if it can't ultimately benefit them. And bring and cultivate that thing in this world uh, so others can participate in it. Tip number four. We got to learn something important here, folks. Believe it or not, the world does not revolve around you. I know, I know. That's, that's hard to believe. I, I was shocked too when I learned that. <laughs> but life doesn't center around you, folks. The world doesn't revolve around you. Um, and while you may often feel like you are the most important person in your story, and, you know, in some ways that the world revolves around you, uh, at the end of the day, there's a reason that God gave us two eyes and that those eyes look outward and not inward. So open up your eyes and look for new opportunities uh, to ultimately serve others, to benefit others and to do something that ultimately helps somebody else out in this world. Yeah, you're that's okay to occasionally do something for yourself. Don't get me wrong. You need to prioritize the important things in your life that have to do with you. Absolutely. Yes, 100%. But we should always have our eyes open and our eyes ultimately looking outward. Um, and you know, this this, this opportunity to serve others may be particularly difficult um, during the middle of this coronavirus lockdown and when we're all quarantined and having to kind of huddle together. Um, but you know what? I don't need to tell you what needs to be done out there. God gave you eyes so you could see what you could do to help somebody else. Um, and we all have 
and are equipped with our own unique potential and our own unique talents and abilities. Um, and God has given us those things so that we might better serve others with those talents, gifts, abilities um, that we have in our lives. Um, so it's ultimately up to you during times like this when you're stuck in a rut and trying to figure out how to escape. It's ultimately up to you to simply find out how you can better serve others. And you know, that may also mean doing some things that you may not even particularly like doing. Like if you're really stuck in a rut and you really can't think of anything, find something that you know needs addressing. And even if you're not any good at it, even if you're not particularly fond of doing that particular thing, go ahead and throw yourself into it anyway and see what God doesn't bring out of you just the same. You know? You'll be amazed what God does through you when you just show up. <laughs> uh, that, that's, that's half of life, just showing up. Uh, so I believe if you put yourself out there and just show up and say, and ask somebody, what, what can I do to better help you? Um, you know, I think you'll find that there's plenty of opportunity out there. And instead of finding something to do that maybe you're not particularly fond of doing, it won't be long before those uh, opportunities of doing things that you don't like doing things for uh, ultimately uh, open up opportunities and, and doors that will open for you to do the things that really, uh, you know, cause your heart to beat at the end of the day. Um, so just put yourself out there and, and see uh, what sort of indirect path that God may not lead you down uh, in order to help you ultimately find um, what it is that you can better do to serve others. Tip number five, cultivate healthy habits and better relationships. You know, there's some things that we just need to do that are just, you know, that we neglect in order to, so we can do the things that, you know, are on the daily checklist of things to do uh, so that we can just, you know, get through the day. Um, but there are some things we need to really throw ourselves into and prioritize because it's so easy to get off that track of doing the things that are necessary for us to function and to function well and to thrive. Um, so make sure you get a good night's sleep. As somebody has rightly pointed out, many people have pointed out before me, sleep is a spiritual discipline. Uh, and if you don't believe me, just see how well you get along with others uh, when you've been deprived of your sleep. <laughs> Sometimes the most spiritual thing you can do, as somebody once said, is take a nap. Uh, so make sure you prioritize a good night's sleep. Yeah, I know you may have to work hard and you may have a lot of things that are competing for your attention. But guess what? If you just constantly give yourself to the things that are constantly competing for your attention, guess what? You're just going to go from the rut that you're in now while you're in lockdown where you're perpetually watching Netflix and not doing anything useful. And you're just going to be back in the, the rut of perpetually being busy. Um, so, you know, make time for the basics of life. Get a good night's sleep. Eat well. Lift something heavy above your head once in a while, for goodness sake. You know, uh, get some exercise in there, move, um, bodies in motion, stay in motion. Um, and you know, I, I say that as a little bit of a little hypocrite there, you know, uh, because it's, I, I will admit that's something that in the midst of my being busy is something that I'm not particularly always done well in my life. You know, I've been something of a workhorse, especially at, at my job. You know, I, I'll always be the person that puts in more hours than everybody else. 
especially if there's overtime money available. <laughs> so, you know, it's not been uncommon for me uh, to be the first person in the office and the last person to leave. Um, and as a result, I've done things like neglect sleep and eating well and uh, finding time for, for exercise or, you know, devoting time to my wife and family and other individuals. So at the end of the day, no matter what you're going through in life, um, no matter what rut you are stuck in, the best way to get out of that rut is to take some control. Um, and if you can make sure that you get a good night's sleep, eat well, uh, and lift something heavy above your head every now and then, well, goodness, you have taken a lot of control over your life. Um, and uh, you're going to be the captain of your ship, uh, the master of your soul, and all that fun stuff. Um, so, you know, develop those healthy habits. T take time to love your wife, you know, love your kids. Call your mother if you haven't called her in a while. Make it a point to call her on a regular basis. Don't do it just once a month or even just once a week. You know, maybe do it every couple of days, maybe even every day. Um, oh, yeah, look out for your neighbor. He may need your help. So if you do that, I believe uh, you'll be well on the way to cultivating some basic healthy habits uh, in your life and developing better relationships and you'll be surprised at all the things you can do um, when you've just taken care of the essentials so focus on the essentials focus on the basics as 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 uh, they talk about in sports you know focus on the fundamentals uh, go back to the basics always work on the core strengths of what it's necessary uh, to do your job you know um, or or be an athlete you know because Michael Jordan guess what Michael Jordan, when he played, he still did the same basic drills, uh, layups and dribbling the ball that everybody else was doing, even though he was the, the greatest of all time. Um, so, you know, he, he did that and he focused on his fundamentals. And as a result, when it came time to do the great things, he was able to do them. Um, but anyway, I digress. I'm going a little off topic there. Uh, let me move on to the next point. Tip number six, set challenging but obtainable goals, and then do them. I believe that ultimately we thrive the most in our lives when we do those things that demand we bring our best to the table, when we have to put it out all on the field. Um, and if we can do that, if we can set goals and bring our best to whatever it is that we're doing, um, and especially if it is something that we're in which we're able to tap into our sense of purpose in doing that, man, you're going to get out of a rut really quick when your life, uh, when you discover meaning and purpose and fill your life with meaning and purpose um, as a result of, uh, you know, setting some challenging and obtainable goals. Don't make those goals the easy goals. Um, anybody can uh, do the easy goals and, and we can do those without thinking. Uh, it's the things that we often do without thinking that causes us to get in a rut uh, in the first place. The things that we put on autopilot in our lives. Um, stay away from the autopilot stuff. Put yourself in situations in which you have to do new things, things you've never done before. Explore and cultivate those things in, the, in your life, whatever it is they may be. And I promise you, if you set some challenging and obtainable goals and set yourself to do something you've never done before, um, then man, you're going to have a life that's full of purpose and meaning, uh, and you're going to do great things. And in the process, you're going to find out what tick makes you tick every day. 
Um, and if you just stretch yourself and do something outside of your comfort zone, you're going to escape whatever it is that you're in with this, this rut cycle that you're stuck in. Whether it is during a time in which you are busy or it is if it's a time like now during the coronavirus in which you are a little less than busy. So everybody, this has been Jimmy Humphrey. These have been my six basic tips of uh, what to do when you're stuck in a rut. What to do when tomorrow never comes. Uh, Because I believe we honestly kind of like Bill Murray and Groundhog's Day. We live as if tomorrow is never going to come. And we lose our hope. um, And we feel like we can never escape. But I think if we put these six things into practice, um, you know, we will see that tomorrow eventually comes. um, And that our lives can be lives full of um, purpose in which we thrive, uh, in which we're not just stuck perpetually on a hamster wheel, spinning it in vain uh, futility. We don't have to live there, folks. I don't have to live there. You do not have to live there. So if you've enjoyed this episode of Jimmy's Table Podcast, be sure to share it with a friend. Uh, I, re- I really hope you get a lot out of this. And if you've liked it, uh, you know, share it with a friend, like it on Facebook, like it on Twitter. Um, and you can reach me out there too. I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter. Share some of the posts that I share <laughs> when I post these things. And uh, if you've enjoyed this and this has been a blessing to you, not only share it with others, uh, but you know, email me. Jimmy at jimmystable.com. I'd love uh, to talk to you sometime. Hope you've enjoyed this. Take care, everybody. God bless. Wash your hands. Uh, wear your mask in public. And uh, keep having some hope. Because I believe the sun will come out tomorrow. Bet your bottom dollar that tomorrow. <laughs> It's been a while since I've sang on the podcast, folks, so I just thought I'd go ahead and do that. I know, I know, it wasn't pretty, but uh, it was a joyful noise in my heart. Might have just been noise to you, but uh, it was joyful deep down inside. <laughs> Everybody, Jimmy Humphrey, jimmystable.com. Are you stuck in a rut? What to do when tomorrow never comes? Episode 57. Take care, everybody. God bless, and have a good one. Air smudge.